Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, message titled, Losing Jesus. Ooh, never a good thing, right? To lose Jesus. Verse 46. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. A lost kid for three days. I can't even imagine. I mean, Mary had to have been so beside herself, frantic. I mean, think, moms. If you lost your child, would you not be wigging out by this time? Like, I mean, it's to the edge, right? And Jerusalem is a big city. I mean, strangers from all over the known world are there. The, the place is swamped with weirdos and new people. You know, I mean, you know how it is when cities get filled with people. There's strange people amongst them. Visiting, everybody's visiting for the feast. And this wasn't normal. He had to have been kidnapped. I, I'm thinking that's probably what's going through their mind. He had, J, Jesus knows better. He would have caught up with the company if he was, if he was safe, if he was healthy. He, he must have been kidnapped. Worst parents nightmare. I mean, just, wow. I you know, expect this of James or Judas, but not of Jesus. Come on. Finally, they come to the temple. They see him sitting calmly. Calmly just talking and answering questions and asking questions of the rabbis. No big deal. <laughs> I, just, I just picture my own wife, if she would see one of our kids, you know, after three days, not at the police station, you know, just, just sitting there, you know, at church, at a church, talking to the leaders, you know, hey, she'd probably end him. You know? <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> you, yeah. But this wouldn't, and reading Edersheim, this wouldn't have been out of order for the rabbis. In fact, any child who was of a certain age, who had a handle and knowledge of the scriptures, was allowed to come during this time. This is the modem katan. This is the minor feast days between the first high holy day of the Sabbath. And of course, Mary and Joseph would have stayed for the high holy day of the Sabbath. They would have stayed for the Passover day, both those high Sabbaths. And between those days and the seventh day, which was the end of the Sabbath or the end of the Passover or Feast of Unleavened Bread, was these modem katan, these days of minor feast days. And, and tradition, we know from tradition that what the rabbis and the high priests and those who were in charge would do was they would sit in the temple and all these people, because they didn't have access like this normally, all these people would come and they would listen to them teach. And then they would ask questions and, and the people would ask them questions and it was kind of this exchange that would happen. So having a child there, 12 years old, bright kid, seems to have some good knowledge on the scriptures, they wouldn't think anything of it, that Jesus is there asking them questions. They wouldn't think, well, where's your son? Or, I mean, where's your, where's your mom, son? You know, what, what's going on here? You know, they wouldn't have thought that. They, they just, it just would have been a normal thing for Jesus to be there asking them questions. And so, so not such a big deal. 
but this scene, as I think in any circumstance, would have probably caused his parents great anger. But before we get to that, this got me thinking. If we lose Jesus, if we leave Jesus behind in our struggle to get through life and the daily affairs and the stress of, of everything that's going on, if we leave him behind, where do we go to find him? You go to the same place, to the house of the Lord. And I, and I think that's where a lot of people go anyway. But you, you think about you know, losing that first love that you had, and you're kind of that place where you're cynical and you're just not really connecting with Jesus. It, it's, it's easy to restore that. And a lot of people will just wander back into church and I'll see them, you know, and I'll talk to them after service because I noticed that during the service they were crying. It wasn't anything that I was saying or in particular songs that were being sung, but they were just crying through the whole service because, man, I've been away for so long. I've been so disconnected from the Lord and just to be in the presence of God's people and in the presence of the Lord touches them in a very deep place and, and starts to restore them and, and, and to realize the importance of having Jesus close. He's always there waiting for you. Again, he'll never leave you or forsake you. You may feel forsaken, you may feel forgotten, but he hasn't forgotten you. He loves you. He wants to have intimacy and, and closeness with you as his child. Remember what he told the church of Ephesus? Remember the church of Ephesus had left their first love. They had lost Jesus as well. And in Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, he says, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works again, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Here's a church who was doing everything right. Man, they had the systems in place. They wouldn't put up with people who were evil. They were teaching sound doctrine. Everything was going just according to plan. And that's what they were following was a rule book, a plan book. But they weren't following Jesus. They had lost their first love. They didn't love him anymore the way that they used to. Their motivation for doing their church and the things that they were doing was not because they loved Jesus, it was because that's just what you're supposed to do. And that's true for me and you as well. We can't just do things that we're supposed to do as Christians without a special love for Jesus Christ. And that's only born through relationship, through intimacy. And relationship and intimacy is only, only happens as we spend time with him. Now certainly that happens as we come to church and we worship and we, we put aside the things of the, of the week and we really focus on what we're singing and, and mean it in our hearts. And, you, and you've experienced that. I mean, there's been times when you sit in church and you sing the words, you know, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. And you just really aren't you're thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch or something. But then there's other times and you're saying, yes, Lord, you are welcome here. And what a difference it makes, just that, that change of attitude, that change of mindset. And, and oftentimes that's accompanied with this new revived idea that I need to spend more time with Jesus. And, and to get alone in your prayer closet or in your bedroom and, and to close the door and open your Bible and just to seek God and say, God, I need to know you. I need, to, I need you to speak to me. And to read his word expecting him to speak and to spend that time with him, and to bring all your cares and concerns before him, but also to remember to say, okay, God, what do you want to do today? Lead me and guide me as you lead me throughout my day. To find Jesus, to, to do those first works again, as Jesus prescribes to the church of Ephesus. What are the first works? What are those things you did when you first knew the Lord? Those things that filled you with excitement in your relationship with him. 
the things that made you excited to, to talk to people about him, the things that made you excited to know him and follow him. Do those things again. Read those books that you were reading back then. Read those passages in the scripture that you were reading back then. Listen to those songs. Sing those songs. I, I go back to this, all these crazy songs that we used to sing back in youth group. You know, 90s Christian choruses. And, and, and just start to sing those songs. I love that Shane and Shane just came out with an entire redo of all those old songs. And my wife and I will just lay in bed and listen to that and just be like, oh, Jesus, you're so good. Just get, stirs those things back up, those feelings. And, and you remember, you remember from where you have fallen. You remember how good it was when you walked closely to the Lord. How do I know if I've lost my first love? It's pretty easy. I love God as much as I love people. And if I'm irritated and hateful towards people, that means that I probably am not in love with Jesus the way that I need to be. If I'm starting to get cynical and irritated and angry, then I realize I've lost something and I need to get back there. Malachi chapter 3 kind of gives us an interesting insight into this. Notice in verse 47 it says, And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. This should have made them wonder. Back to Malachi chapter 3. But you know, all these people who were there in the temple, all the leaders and everybody, as they're listening to this, this boy begin to say these incredible things, it should have reminded them of this verse in Malachi 3, 1, where it says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Now, of course, I think that this is probably specifically referring to Jesus in his ministry of coming to the temple to cleanse it, you know, turning over tables and stuff. That's how he started his ministry, way to win friends and influence people, right? comes in, clears the place out, declares, this is my father's house. This is a house of prayer, not a den of thieves. And, and then, of course, when he came into Jerusalem on a, on, a, on a donkey at the end of his ministry, I think that was another occasion where this parallels what, what Malachi is telling us. When he comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey and he proclaims himself to be a Messiah and then goes in the temple, guess what he does again at the end of his ministry? He cleans that place out again. This time with a rope of cords. You know, and I, I think that those things are, are stark examples of him coming suddenly to his temple, but, but these are foreshadowings. Not just this, but him coming as they, they would bring him on that 40th day after his circumcision, and after, after his birth and his circumcision, they'd bring him on that 40th day for his dedication, and then Simeon would speak those words. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.